0: Ox and Hare Presents, Right Protect. She called herself Heroine Chic. That's heroin with an E on the end, although I think the confusion was intentional. She was a disco drag queen in late 70s Chicago. I know that term can be politically charged now, but that's what she called herself. It's even the name of her first and only album. Heroin was also notable for a couple more reasons. First off, she established her own label, Questionable Records. It gave a place and a voice to lots of local performers. And from that, heroin Chic charted, got to number 16 on the Billboard charts with a disco tune called Unstoppable Love. The very next day, The label shut down and heroin chic was never heard from again. The whole thing is a mystery and we're going to get into it today. My name is Nora and this is Right Protect. Episode 2, Dead as a Duck. My favorite teacher and mentor, Lisa, told me to never apologize at the start of a speech. You don't list your faults at the front, you tell them what you overcame at the end. So I'm not trying to apologize here, more trying to explain where I am. I'm not a historian or a journalist. I never even expected to be a podcaster. I'm not so in love with the sound of my own voice. But circumstances have compelled me to get the word out about what I've found, to try and make sense of it and possibly get some help from you in the outside world. A crate of cassette tapes came into my possession. I won't get into it right now. That'll be for later. But I got them and started digging through. They were from a media journalist named Dolores who went by the handle of Lady D. Most of the cassette labels were faded, Handwritten titles, some of the names were unfamiliar, but a few rang out. They were musicians, actors, writers, all next to a day from the late 70s to the early 80s. And most of them don't exist. Not according to any history book, website, or any historian I can get to answer my emails. This is either a really weird art project from the 80s, or something much stranger. And I've gotten to a standstill on my own research, which is not my main focus in life. I'm still trying to... You know, I'm not sure how much info I want to give out about myself at the moment. I have had some strange things happen since I started talking about these tapes. And now I've opened myself to the world. Let's just get back to the tapes. So, Heroin Chic. This is one of the earliest interviews in the crate. Lady D is still just Dolores here, new to the game and a bit unsure. Heroin Chic is bombastic, I guess is the best word, and tends to dominate, but Dolores holds her own. I'm guessing D was in her early twenties here, maybe younger. The interview was in August of 1979 just a month after the infamous Disco Demotion Night at Comiskey Park. Heroin Sheik's label had just folded. Everyone fired and all the masters had disappeared. Even the rights to performance had been snapped up. Which is why you won't be hearing any excerpts on the show. I'm going to play you a piece of the interview, and then I'll be back afterward. Sorry for the quality, I've cleaned it up as best I could, but it's still coming from magnetic tape. Here goes.
1: I am sitting here with Heroine Sheik, who is kind enough to meet me for a cup of tea. Thank you, Heroine.
2: Oh, you're just so very welcome.
1: Do you do you go by Heroine? Do you prefer Heroine Chic, Darling,
2: my friends, my closest friends call me Sheik. So you can call me Sheik, because I know by the time this is over, you and I are going to be two. He's
1: in a pod. My. I think you might be the first drag queen that's ever made me blush. (laughs) Oh,
2: I love your outfit. Mm, mm, You just look... I'm jealous. I am so jealous of who you are. I want to be you.
1: Oh, well, thank you. uh, I'm pretty much a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal, so coming from you, that means a lot.
2: Oh, you're too kind. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I do want to ask you, since I've got this uh, this one-on-one time with you, I wanted to ask you about um, Questionable Records, which was your record label, but within that, you had a really amazing hit called Unstoppable Love, and you had um, a lot of fans and a lot of popularity out of that. Are you okay having one major hit? Would you have... Would you have wanted more, or is that okay?
2: Well, it's not okay. Um, of course I would want more. Are you kidding me? I wanted to just... I just wanted to take it to the top and be the first of my kind. But
1: other people had other plans, and well, here we are. What other people had other plans? I know you probably meant that in a super general sense, but that's a pretty good opportunity for me to dig a little.
2: Well, you know, it it just is what it is. You know, we can't control. I'd like to think that there are big spiritual beings out there that control this universe and
1: decided no. Did those spiritual beings uh, personally have a part in the closing down of Questionable Records? Can you tell me a little bit more about... What happened there? If you if you know anything, there doesn't seem to be any record of the label at all.
2: Well, the label did exist. It was mine, and, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I, really, you bring me here after all this time, and this is all you want to know?
1: Well, it's not all I want to know, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking on behalf of a lot more people, but yes, we want to know. We do want to know. I would be lying if I said otherwise.
2: Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness.
1: Well, you know,
2: anytime you start a business, um, especially in the industry, there's gray areas. Sometimes you think you're on the same page with people, and other times you're not on the same page with people. I mean, it really, you know, I mean, why does any label fail? Why does anything fail? You know, you can ask my... Poor schlump of a father, why his hardware store didn't fail, you know? You know, things just happen.
1: But you, I'm, sh- I'm assuming you did everything best you could. You didn't want this to fail. This was, uh, this was your baby.
2: Sometimes what we want and what we get are, you know, not the same thing. And, <sighs> seriously, you want to know nothing about the industry, who I've met, who I've
1: been with. I do. I do. I actually, I have so many questions for you. I mean, first of all, I want to start with, I know you said that you liked my outfit, but you, looking at this ensemble that you're wearing, I could have never come up with this in a million years. Can you tell me about where you got some of these pieces?
2: Oh, you know what? Bob Mackie. This is my favorite outfit. You know, Bob was just coming up in the world and, he was working on the CaribouNet show and making these wonderful costumes and we had just had the best night. We had gone clubbing in New York City and he said, you "No, know, come back to my place. I've got something you've got to see. So we go back to his crummy little apartment and he opens up his closet and there it was. And all this beautiful peacock blue, this outfit. And he says, "She, this is for you.
1: Wow, you are incredibly lucky. Bob Mackey, I mean, I I can't really, I think I would be petrified to hang out with somebody like that. I'm nervous just sitting here with you. (laughs) I I haven't been doing journalism for very long, so just you taking the time to speak with me is is really amazing. Um, Well, digging into music a little bit, I would love to know more about this side of you, um, you know, you're you're huge in the disco industry. Disco hasn't been around for too long. Um, who were you before disco came along?
2: Well, I'd like to think I was always disco. <laughs> My mom would always catch me at home in her closet, prying on her clothes and singing show tunes. And, uh, I don't know, it just kind of evolved. It was just who I was always meant to be.
1: So a lot of different phases and different cocoons and butterfly periods in your life, but always heroin chic.
2: Always, somewhere deep inside. I mean, she was never going to be squashed. She was never going to be kept down. She was going to come out, but she spent time as he
1: and had to just, you know, exist socially, you know, but here I am. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you're here, and I'm happy that you're still doing what you do. Um, you know, uh, not even a month ago, you had a really huge show at Comiskey Park, and, I mean, really, the world was your stage. And I'm not to say that it's not anymore, but I have to ask, what uh, what's next for you without the label being there?
2: Well, I'm hoping for, you know, the infamous comeback. Reinvent Myself. Um, dig a little deeper, maybe make another cocoon and just emerge in the next phase of me. You know, life is kind of like a book and I just that chapter may be over, but there's always another one until you reach the end. And I'm breathing, so it ain't the end.
1: I have, I have all the faith that you're going to invent something new and amazing and completely original Um, now going back to the record label really quickly, and I know that this is kind of a tender subject for you and, and there isn't really a lot of knowledge out there. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to ask, you know, we know that before the label got shut down, that everything was removed. Did you see anything? Did you hear anything? Was there, you know, was there anybody on the property maybe when you were there? I don't know how often you were actually there.
2: I was there enough and I saw enough. To answer your questions. I saw enough. And there were things one minute and next minute they're not. But if you want anything more specific, and since obviously this is all you need to know, because this is all that matters, why don't you go find the two men in the bolo ties and ask them yourself? Know what? This has been fun. But you're boring me, retiring me, and I'm done with you. So.
1: And that was heroin chic, I guess.
0: It was the end of an era, but that's nothing new, especially with musical movements. Remember that weird ska party band thing in the late '90s? <laughs> Of course you don't. It was a thing that barely happened. But disco was a real phenomenon. Cutting through barriers, elevated from the dance halls to totally dominate mainstream. Would we have John Travolta if it wasn't for disco? Yeah, Maybe that's not the best example. But disco is everywhere. Movies, TV shows, it dominated the airwaves. And suddenly it turned. Smarter people than me have covered this, but... It's rare for a popular musical trend to end so violently and abruptly. Sometimes they just burn out. Sometimes they fade away. Disco didn't really die. It just went underground again and morphed into something else. But what interests me is the men in the bolo ties. It's such an odd note. And there's another mention of them in a tape that's way too degraded to play for you. Another small label in Southern California. The guy describes an almost identical visit. Ugh, time to put on my tinfoil hat. There's some conspiracy theorists that say the death of disco was not a grassroots movement, but something engineered. They say that a group of record executives didn't like losing control of the industry, not to a bunch of upstarts that didn't work the payola and glad handling that they did, These pop music overlords paid good money to control the airwaves, and disco just didn't fit into their plans. Too sexy, too adventurous, too out of their control, too, um, colored. And what met their approval playlists? Just check the charts. Neil Diamond and Barbara Streisand. Dr. Hook. Olivia Newton-John. Melissa Manchester. Captain and then to kneel for the love of God with Disco Dead everything became calm and safe in pop music again but not for long we'll get into that next time this is Nora you've been listening to Write Protect Thoughts theories, concerns, you can email me at rightprotectpodcast at gmail.com. Post a review up on iTunes if you're so inclined. Ox and Hare's Right Protect is written by Kyle Olson, performed by Amy Shaw, Karen Wegren, and Amy Shepard, produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Follow us on Twitter at Ox and Hare. Check out our Facebook page or come by our website, oxandhair.com, where we've got mysteries to unravel, the undead to console, and a time traveler. Just not all at once. Find new episodes of Right Protect on Ox and Hare's Monday Matinee. Come along.